here. And we have a bunch of great music tonight. We have Minor Moon, and then we have IE Kokoro coming in. Um, right now, I do have Sam from Right Sam. Oh my god, sorry, I just blanked out. Um, Sam from Minor Moon. How's it going? It's going good. Good. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just getting situated. Everybody's like gone. We have like this huge station meeting today. Um, so it's just me and you today. So tell me, uh, this is the first time you've uh, come into our show. So why don't we get a little bit of history about uh, Minor Moon? Cool. Yeah. Um, so Minor Moon started while I was living um, out in the Boston area. Um, Somerville, Mass., and uh, I was sort of conceiving of a full band songwriting project, and um, I recorded a record out there in Boston, and then I moved to Chicago in, in um, February this year, and um, and so I uh, brought those songs with me and started a new group out here, um, and we've since, you know, been playing shows, and we recorded a new EP, which will be out um, the early next year, first single's coming out. Um, at the beginning of next month, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just what been... what got you to move to uh, Chicago? Um, a number of reasons. Um, one being uh, my girlfriend who moved out here for her <laughs> school. And, That's a good uh, reason. Yeah, and um, and I love Chicago too. I mean, I actually didn't know that much about Chicago. I, my Midwest geography is like was abysmal. <laughs> I was like, Minnesota's there? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I've been, I grew up on the East Coast and grew up in the Northeast, so spent all my time there. Um, was this band conceived in Boston, or was, or was it kind of like, under this, I'm sure you've been doing music forever, mm-hmm. but was the band conceived in Boston, or did you kind of like conceive it here in Chicago? So, so these songs, um, the, yeah, the Minor Moon project sort of started like it, uh, before it was like just a solo project. Mm-hmm. And then once I decided that I wanted to make it a full band project in Boston, I was like, all right, I'm going to write these songs. They're going to be called Minor Moon. And the personnel is going to like the the group is going to ch- shift, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know I'm going to move in like a year or something. And so it, Minor Moon is going to be this sort of fluid ensemble of people. Uh-huh. And I'm going to write the songs for it. I feel like a lot of uh, musicians have been going that route, which is kind of like a, I, I almost feel like it's like a safe route to go. It's yeah, it's sort of it's <laughs> interesting. Although I will say like that was how I conceived it out there, and now having come to Chicago and and really connected with um, these three musicians that that I've been playing with consistently mm-hmm. out here, um, it's it's entering into like more of a um, you know solid band yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, but but yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense as as people people move and things change, and it you know it makes sense maybe to have like a a, a, a name to hide behind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. How much of the music was con- like? Now that you have these members here in Chicago, um, how much has your music changed for you specifically? Um, as a writer, not necessarily yeah. like with the addition of them, but just for you specifically. It's a great question. Yeah, I definitely. Um, well, so like some of the songs that um, we I re-recorded for this most recent EP were sort of started before I even met these people. Mm-hmm. So um, 
in that way. But I mean, once <laughs> once once we sort of locked in, um, we started like I could yeah I could hear certain things working, and I was definitely gearing towards that. So like our band really grooves a lot harder than any other ensemble that I feel like I've been in before. So like the song that you're gonna hear one of the songs off our new EP later today, and yeah. Um, and that song is like a very groovy, the grooviest song that I've ever written. I don't know that I would have like had the confidence to, to do that without these the players. Other yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, what? Because you pull from a, a couple of different genres. You 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 kind of mentioned like rock, a little bit of jazz. Mm-hmm. I think I forget what the third one was. But how do you kind of? Because that can be tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I we've heard your music. We've played it here on Radio One already in the past, you know, within the past couple of weeks. But when you're mixing genres, you know, that can, that can go either way with a lot of people. And I think the way you guys have formulated it, it, it works really, really well. How were you guys able to kind of like navigate that? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't have I, to, right? No, I think like <laughs> I, 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 try really hard to not when I like write something if it feels too easy for me mm-hmm. to like play or sing or it feels too like right and I understand it like everything that's going on I really try and like throw something in that's gonna like screw it up and make it more interesting uh-huh. and so um, and I think like I think that that kind of philosophy holds true when you're like oh like we're of this rock tune and then we're gonna have like this one jazz chord in it and like right. that's yeah. like not that cool that's like kind of you know, we're we're a jazz rock band. Like, right. It's like a cop out. It's a cop out. It's yeah. right. It's a gimmick. And I, I just think like those those like labels of jazz and rock and we also I identify as kinda like very influenced by the folk folk music or, Yeah, that was the mm-hmm, and, one. or Americana or whatever you want to call it. Um those are two different things. But um like I think those names come after. You know, you you write songs based on things that influence you and you try and come from an honest place and then I think like those labels come after and that's how you get there in an honest way when you're when you're writing lyrically do you try to match the music to the lyrics or do you just kind of like let them be almost like separate entities that just well this one just happens to work well with this set of words yeah or melody like a lot of people that I that I've where, where I've read about their songwriting process, I've found like, oh, I, they do this too. Like for the <laughs> most part, I like will form like nonsense syllables around melodies uh-huh. that, according to like that, that go along with a particular chord structure riff or whatever. And then I'll sort of like bang out like meaning of those like nonsense syllables and then like come, come up with this, what ends up being like hopefully something coherent. Yeah. Like this sort of, and then and then I'll, oftentimes I'll like find meaning there and then I'll go back and and rework um, certain elements of the music to make the words that are now working fit. So it's not this sort of linear yeah, process. Sounds... It's more like a constantly, you know. Well, I think that's really good because I know, I mean, for me, the the way I like, I, the way I, I listen to music, I don't know if it's because I've been on the radio or bands before. It's just like I need all of it. Like I need the lyrics to be there as well as the music. Mm-hmm. Um and like I'll hear songs where it's just like, oh, you have this one great line, but then the rest of your song is like talking about something else, or you go mm-hmm. from first person to third person to whatever, per- you know. Yeah. And it really throws me off. So mm-hmm. it, 
you know, when I hear something like that, it's just like, oh, th- this person just wrote it, and they're just like, I'm okay with this. But it's it's, it's nice to hear that you think about that and you you go back and kind of like, yeah, you know, let it, me let me patch this up or let me you know I'm, smooth I, this out. I'm definitely not a prolific songwriter. <laughs> like it takes me a long time to uh-huh. feel finished and and to feel comfortable with with a product. And I definitely have like, you know, things that I'm c- consistently getting better at. Lyric writing is is always like. For me, it's the hardest thing to feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um, just because it's so. It's very so open. Many, yeah. There's so many ways to do it. And you, and you can like, I don't know, lang- the, the thing that I think attracts a lot of musicians to music is that there's something about it that you can't explain that's magical. Yeah. And that like, you know, moves you in this way. And then with lyrics, like, it's a little bit more, I don't know. It's, a, it's trying to find that kind of like. Uh, place with lyrics where the, it moves, it's moves in this poetic way that you, it's hard to explain is is really yeah hard to do yeah for sure yeah. I can totally understand that yeah. um, let me see if we can get into so what's the first song you have is called Futon correct yeah can you give us a brief normally don't like going into this but give us a little bit of a brief description of the song and then we'll kind of get into it sure yeah this is sort of an impressionistic like take on um. Uh, a character talking about his sort of deadbeat friend, um, and it's talking about a person who's living in a shallow, shallow way. I guess would be like the most abstract way to describe it, and uh-huh. then taking a lot of different imagery and and then making a song out of that. So once again, this is Sam from Minor Moon here on Radio One Chicago. We're about to listen to Futon, and if people want to get a hold of your music, what are what's some of the best ways to do that? The, my favorite way is to go to minormoon.bandcamp.com, but you can also find it um, on Spotify, iTunes, um, and SoundCloud.
All right, once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW. That right there was Minor Moon, and that was Futon. The radio edit version, so I appreciate that because, uh, you know, can't have those swear words. Sure can't. <laughs> so um, tell me about a time where you were writing either with the old group or the new group where you were kind of like writing and you, you kind of got stuck. How How... How do you find your way around that? Or do you get stuck or do you not get stuck? Definitely, I, I get stuck. I definitely <laughs> get stuck. Um, I, uh, I think that when I'm writing and I get stuck, I, I usually just try really, really hard to get somewhere to make some kind of like step towards something. And then I walk away from it um, and do something else. And usually while I'm doing something else, when I come back to it, it's a lot. It's a lot clearer it's for me. Clearer. Um, usually that works. Doing that over and over, eventually something works. You know, it's kind of about like if you're getting stuck, like it's kind of about showing up and just keeping at it until something works. When yeah. you when you craft a song, do you do they ever come with like? Do they ever come in batches at where like they're relatable, or do they just kind of like this song just happens to be this, this song happens to be that? Yeah, well, I, I was talking before before we listened to that one about like going back and reworking right. things and tooling. that, that it's retooling. Yeah, and I, that happens to me like as I'm writing multiple songs if they're part of the same album or EP or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, I definitely once I have like a central theme that's running through a couple of the tunes, I start it starts to become clear what it is that I'm I'm writing about, and then I definitely rework certain things, and I'll I'll even throw like different. Um, like the same musical flourish or something right, like and back. Yeah. Yeah. Connect, connect things that way. Do you, uh, um, do you ever have a song that you're like, I know this doesn't work with, with, with this batch of songs I'm going to hold them on for later. Or do you kind of like try to make it work or do you, do you have like a little secret vault? <laughs> I have, I have like <laughs> vaults of, I have a vault of like fragments. Uh-huh. Um, but once I decide that something's not going to work, um, for a particular thing I'm working on, then, I'll set it aside. Like yeah. I, it's not. I don't have like the compulsion to finish something if yeah. it's not. If if I'm working on other things that I feel like really, you know, uh, that are moving me. Interesting. You you never like. Do you ever toss them out? You're just like this is just never gonna. Yeah. Never gonna be. You're never <laughs> gonna amount to anything. There are definitely. Th- <laughs> I like look in my like garage band or like my my notes or my um, voice memos on my phone and I'll find. I'll be like, oh, oh, that thing. <laughs> oh. What was, what was I like? That's cool. I totally <laughs> forgot. About, you know, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can imagine. Um, yeah. So you have an album coming out. When do you when do you plan on releasing the album? Do you have? Yeah, we got a release date Jan- January twentieth. Actually, uh-huh. it's gonna be it's a it's five song EP, and um, we're working with a we're working with a promotion company trying to help help us get the word out about it. And so we decided to kind of like prolong the release a little bit, release a couple of singles uh-huh. um, first, and. Yeah. Does that does that ever make you feel antsy? Because like you're like I'm do- it's done. Definitely. Wanna- yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at, at the same time, like it also gives it gives some time to like have new, like the next time that we're um, we're gonna go out on the road around that time of the release and and play like ten shows. Yeah. Um, and at that we'll have some hopefully have some new music to to also play and. Yeah. and be all re- like be already like well on our way towards the next thing by the time 
that release comes out. So that'll be, I think I hope that that will feel really good. Yeah. Right now I'm like <laughs> I'm done like I want to move on, but you know. Right, right. That's how I guess I think a lot of people feel it, that way. I think that's I think that's one of the hardest things in regards to being in the music scene is like you you're constantly creating, you're constantly writing, but people are so used to like a certain batch of songs mm-hmm. and you have to figure out a way to release that next batch. Mm-hmm. You know. Um do you how do you try to how do you try to manage that, like not surprising your fans with like, here's this new song, you know, that might be kind of completely out there compared to what you guys are normally used to, you know? Um, I haven't had to worry about that yet. I, I feel like with Minor Moon is only released. Um, we had like, we had a sort of EP of demos that uh-huh. I did like before the full length record that came out in December. That was what Futon was off of. And then now we have this, this other EP coming out. So, Again, I'm not that prolific. <laughs> I feel like I'm, it's it's going it's been going relatively slowly, and I, I haven't made any radical shifts. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. I think like if people are so attached to a particular sound that it, that it hurts to see things change, then that's great because that means they really connected to that yeah, other song. Yeah. That's a great way um, to think about that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, when I don't, if that I. I I'll we'll cross that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm not that right. too. You'll worried come about back that. and let us know. Yeah, when more people are when more people are listening, that'll be. I'll let you. We can worry about that. And you have a show coming up, correct? Yeah, we have a couple of shows coming up. What's um, the most? The, what's the 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 closest date? to The closest us date is right uh, Friday, October 21st at Elbow Room. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Cool. Well, why don't we get into your second song? Sure. And then we'll come back here with Sam of Minor Moon. Sounds good. Holy roller, the one I Snakes and roses and your graceful touch It's all so treacherous It'll follow you Like a shadow It'll follow you Lately rolling Exploding some great decay, and I just feel the fading light. And it'll follow you like a shadow, it'll follow you. Daily love on the mountain cloud. 
beats with double-edged like a music box And it'll follow you Like a shadow It'll follow There's your jazzy chords. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have jazz hands. Kind of like that. Yeah. that was a great chord, though. <laughs> Thanks. To to end on, you know, it kind of throws it. Um, it's a be- very beautiful song. Thanks. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, we were t- off air. We were talking a little about the recording process mm-hmm. in regard to it. You do, you kind of bounce a little bit. You do a little bit at home, a little bit in this in an actual studio, things like yeah. that. How, what do you decide? What you what do you choose to do at home versus what you choose to do? Like, I really need to record this in yeah. the studio. Or- my, re- my recording skills are like, are pretty limited. That's just stuff that I picked up. So, um, and like, I, I can't record drums at home. There's just, <laughs> drums are really <laughs> well, hard to record anyway. Yeah. So, and record well. Um, so I, the past couple projects I've done drums in the studio. Um, usually we'll do bass in the studio because it's, we'll just do a DI yeah. and it's, it's easier that way. And then, and then, um, do the vocals at home and and for the most recent stuff we also do the guitars in the studio because we were doing more of a live a live project we have had the full band going with the guitar our keyboard player and drums and bass all at once tracking um and then doing overdubs after that so that also that was a cool thing that was a cool opportunity to have though to to do more of a live thing and not have to layer everything so much right um compared to other other because then it's Depending on, yeah, right, because, you know, some bands, like, overlayer, and then you see them live, and it's just like, that's not really what it sounds like. Yeah. How how do you balance that out when, you, when you're when you kind of performing I, live? I used to think that, like, if you don't 
like record true to your performance as somehow like a lie or dishonest. And I was like with that when I was like in middle school. And I I have come I have come a long way. I really believe that the recording process and the performance process are like they're two separate yeah. kind of like aspects of, of music as an art form. And um I I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of doing something radically different in the recording process. Yeah. Um but that's definitely something I'm interested in. <laughs> um and I've always but, felt yeah. that like recording is like the art aspect and then the performance is like the emotional hmm. aspect. And you know, there's like a spectrum between the yeah. two and then when you're in the studio it's more the art aspect. Yeah. Than than your emotions, you know, because you're like, we really have to get this down. I can't, you know. Right. And and then right, and then you put like that those art little artistic bits into it, you know, that late like that little layering that extra you know, I'm gonna put yeah. this hit this one key <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that we normally don't do live, but right, just right. for this or whatever. Right. Um so you have your EP coming out, mm-hmm. right? How many songs is that again? It's five songs. Five EP. songs. But you're doing a lot of cool stuff with it. It's not that you're just also releasing it, right? You're doing your you have your own like Oh yeah, yeah. So so we're we're releasing it um on a record label that I'm co founding. Uh, yeah. with a couple of really old friends and, and who are also musicians. They're um two two guys who live in New York right now. And um we've been talking about this for a long time and we're gonna start a record label together and this will be the, the first release off of that. Nice. Um, and we're gonna release like, you know, a small batch of seven inches, some tapes and and it'll be available digitally, and that's, that's awesome. yeah, that's it. So, how did you guys uh, do? They also play music as well. Yeah, they're all, and we've been we've been playing music together in in various ways since like middle school. Yeah, and, um, and we still collaborate. We we each have our own independent projects that we all play on, and when we can, and, and then we also have done some stuff um, together. So, well. are the releases coming at the same time as as the main release, or is it or is the, like the vinyl the, the other? Oh yeah, the, the, the seven inch is gonna come out with the the EP release, and that'll feature two of the tunes uh-huh. from the EP, and then also we'll have like a a download of the EP that you nice. can get. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the shows once again, because you have two shows coming up. Yeah. So you have Elbow Room on the twenty first of October, mm-hmm. which is pretty soon, and then you have a really cool one at Space in Evanston, yeah. and that's on January twenty. No, sorry. Twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah. Close. Tuesday. The Tuesday um, before Thanksgiving, yeah. But that isn't even has like a really interesting story to that because who are you opening for? for We're that? opening for Galen Lee, who's um, sh- she's an amazing musician at out of Duluth, Minnesota, and she's um, uh, she just won the NPR Tiny Desk contest. So uh-huh. There were like something like six thousand en- entries, um, people playing behind desks and rooms, and <laughs> she she won out of six thousand. And um, you guys, at, you've met her already. You've you yeah, like actually so, went to Duluth. So we we did a little tour in, in August. We we played twelve shows around the eastern part of the U.S. One of those shows was in Duluth, Minnesota, and I reached out to her uh, a few months before that, and um, and she was like, "Yeah, I'd love to play a show with you." It turned out to be like a double EP release wow. thing. So we played a show with her in Duluth. We played one in Minneapolis, uh-huh. um, and there were two wonderful shows. And she's a wonderful person. She's coming to Chicago, and we were lucky enough to be able to. That sounds awesome. That That's such a great her. connection to have. Yeah. Um, not only just like for the music, why you know, I mean, or let me start off, but not only like on a business aspect, but just like on a, a like a musical level yeah. of having to be able to connect to somebody where like your music kind of matches well enough 
yeah. you know, to, to kind of like form that bond. And then you guys are, are just far enough where it makes it worthwhile to travel back and forth. Yeah. 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 You know, I it gives so. you like, it kind of opens up a new part of the Midwest. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For you uh, guys. Yeah. And it, we, you know, we're just getting started and it's been really, um, in the Midwest and, and, and it's been really, um, exciting to, to just make, make new connections. And, and I just, I've been and really, how, yeah. How is that for you? Because I know on the, on the East coast, everything's so packed together. You can yeah. easily hit a bunch of different States sure. and just kind of like have a different vibe and actually feel like you're doing a tour. Yeah. Whereas like in the Midwest, you're like, Oh, we got to drive like three hours this way. Then we got to yeah. drive another. This well, there's more that. traffic on the East. Well, I, I, I mean, Chicago has enough traffic for, that's yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it still is. It's yeah, it's more compact there. I don't know, um, and I know more. I, I having grown up there and lived there I've, yeah. for a long time, I know more people out there. So it's it's definitely a lot of work, you know, um, meeting new people out here and making new connections. But um, I've been enjoying the process, and I hope we're making some connections right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> call in. Um, <laughs> we have one more song. So tell us about this song because this is a little bit special too. Yeah, so this is um, the first uh, single off of our new EP, and it's you know not being released yet. This is kind of a, a radio a sneak special peek. sneak peek. Yeah, um, we're not. It won't be available to be streamed um, until we release the release the record. So this is the only time you get to hear it for for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm really excited to share it with cool. uh, with y'all. Well, thank you so much for coming in. If people want to get a hold of you guys, let's make sure that we we. we Put this in their skulls. Yeah, so you can check out our music at um, minormoon.bandcamp.com. Um, but if you really want to get in touch, um, you can message us on Facebook, facebook.com/minormoon, or just search minormoon. Um, we're on Instagram um, at minormoon, uh, and um, but you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. Just just search minormoon. We're there. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Great, and let's get into this track. Cool, Sam. Thank you so much for coming in. All right, thank you.
you were feeling alone. 